The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others, Elijah, still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, blessed are you, Simon, son of John, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosened in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Jesus. Lord Jesus Christ. Well, good evening. Thank you for being here this evening. Y'all are just such a blessing. Peter in the Gospel today had a very personal question asked him. And not only him, but also the others that were with him, his intimate Jesus' closest friends. And the question was, but who do you say I am? Peter, but who do you say that I am? That question, my brothers and sisters in Christ, comes to you and me tonight. The living word of God is eternal. The voice may change, but the gospel proclaimed is Jesus speaking to you and me tonight. And it's a question of the heart. It's a response that comes forth from the heart. It's more than just professing our creed, which we will profess after this one hour homily. I went an hour and a half in Spanish, just kidding, that's because I was speaking Spanish. But we will profess it, but it's to profess it with our lives. by the way we live to proclaim 
who Jesus is. The son of the living God. The Messiah. The king of my heart. The one who came as a baby and took that humanity back up to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father and promised that he'd send the Holy Spirit that has been poured out on us like those first apostles gathered with Mary in the upper room. A promise as the horn blows to say, listen. I take those as signs, right? Pay attention. God knows how to use a horn, right? Why not? Why not? Pay attention. And he said, don't let your hearts be troubled. I'm going, but I'm coming back for you. There's many places in my father's house. Do not be afraid. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. Yeah, I'm all over the place. That's the Last Supper, but it's the same message coming from the heart of Jesus. And we know the end of the story. Peter and them didn't know the end of the story. But they walked by faith and not by sight, and it was hard for them. And they were strong to follow Jesus in those times. But the question came to them as it comes to us this very night, to our hearts. Who do you say that I am? Now I could talk about, for the rest of this homily, I could talk about the primacy of Peter. Peter, your rock, the pope, and the bishops in union with the Pope and the priests and the deacons and how the church is structured because God structured it that way and the chair of Peter remains and God works that way. Faith, morals, all the things that are involved in the beautiful gift of our church to us. I could speak about that, but I, I don't want to speak about that. That's a truth. That's a that's a truth of the faith that we hold on to. What I want to speak about is Jesus' response to Peter when he professed the faith with the help of the Holy Spirit. Peter, you're a rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. I won't build your church, Peter. It's not your church. It's not the church of any of my followers. They'll be part of it, but it's my church. And I will build my church upon you. You will be the first, Peter, of many living stones. The church, my brothers and sisters in Christ, the church is not all its buildings all over the world, no matter how glorious. The church is not its gold and adornments and wood and tile and beautiful things all over the world. It's not the church. It's buildings that we use that are blessed and special but Jesus himself said it. The temple in his time was holy. He said, destroy this temple and I will raise it up in three days. We, you and me, 
we are living stones. We are the living stones of the church. The living stones of the church in which the church has been built upon over centuries, over centuries, over centuries through followers of Jesus Christ who participate in the one priesthood of Jesus Christ. We are those living stones on which the church continues to be built. So what could the message be tonight for you and for me? Two words, keep building, keep building. Keep building up the living stones of our beloved Lord's church. It is his church, keep building. Keep going out into the byways and the highways and the streets and the communities and your neighborhoods and your schools and finding the lost and bringing them in to his house to worship, to be baptized, to encounter Jesus and become living stones in his church. That's our mission. Remember when our Lord said, in another parable, someone can go out and build their house on sand. The winds came and the storms blew and it crumbled and fell because it was built on sand. Then someone built theirs on rock. They built their domestic church on rock. They built their home on rock. They built their family on rock. They built everything they do, their lives on rock, on the rock and the cornerstone, Jesus Christ himself that is his church and Peter was the first stone laid in his church, Jesus' church. And he's building it up with you and me too. Yeah, but Father, I'm just a little, I'm going into first grade. I'm just a teeny little pebble stone I'm a little stone. Well, Father, I can't even speak to you, but Jesus knew me before I was born in my mother's womb, and I'm, I'm in my mother's arms, and I can't even speak yet, and I, I'm baptized here, and I'm, I'm a stone. I'm the smallest of the stones, like the baby that I baptized this afternoon in Spanish. I mean, he's the smallest and newest of the stones, and he is a prince, because every boy and every man who is baptized becomes a prince, because Jesus Christ is a king, and we're part of his kingdom, and all you little girls are princesses, and you women are princesses, real ones, because Jesus is a king, and we're part of his kingdom. But even if you're the littlest of stones, the smallest of babies, I believe with all my heart, and I could be wrong, but I will carry it to our Lord in my final breath, falling on my knees before him, and I'll say, Jesus, I've always believed that to you, one soul, one baptized soul, one soul created in your image and likeness, Lord, means more to you than every church and basilical with all its gold and adornments all over the world. Think of the value of you as a living stone in the eyes of our Lord, 
You're more precious than a diamond or a ruby or an emerald. Or every emerald or diamond or ruby in the world. You're more precious than all the stars in the sky. You're living stones. Jesus wants us to keep building. I want to share with you something personal and it's my vocation story. Finished my six years in the army as an officer and I got out and I was working right outside of New York City. Great job, six-figure job. Lots of promotion, lots of opportunity. 27 years old when I started it. Started working there. Loved the job, it was great. But you see, in New Jersey, I'd go to mass on Sunday and I'd show up at the church and my heart would ache. Tears would be in my heart as I asked myself, where are all the young people? Where are my peers? Where are the young families with children? Where are they? Why aren't they here? Why is this church empty? Which it was. And filled with who we love and we cherish because they have the wisdom, but filled with our beloved seniors, but no young people. No young people to pass on the tradition. No young people to share the faith. They weren't in the pew. And it registered in my heart. You are the salt of the world. Salt is all about preserving things. But if we as a church, my brothers and sisters in Christ, just build the fences, circle the wagons, close in on ourselves from the big bad world out there and preserve all that we've been given, which we're called to do. I'm not saying don't preserve what we've been given. But if we just do that and preserve, it's what I would call instead of the great commission that our Lord gave us when he ascended into heaven, I would call that the great omission. Because all we did was preserve it. Remember the story of the talents? The last person just got one and he went away and buried it. The others tried to multiply their talents. I'm talking Jesus' parable to us in the living word of God. One person went away, preserved it, and buried it, and wrapped it up nice, and kept it to themselves. I'm gonna save it. I don't want the other people went and invested what they'd been given. And it multiplied. You are the salt of the world. You're called to preserve your faith, protect your faith, and protect your heart. And we're called as a church to protect our tradition and the faith and the purity of it and the goodness of it that's been passed down to us. But we are also the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth and you're the light of the world. And if it's dark outside when we leave because this is gonna be a five hour homily, y'all are like getting tired of hearing that. But when those doors open out and it's completely pitch black dark and we have the blessing of these lights, LED, but more important, these can go down, but the light in your heart should never go down. And when we go out 
as light of the world, we light up the darkness. We're called to be salt and light. And if we do that, my brothers and sisters Christ, if we do that, we will. We will keep building in our time. Keep building the church of Jesus Christ. Who do you say that I am?